So, uh, my name is Nick Baldwin, and I'm going to be the host of Showtime at the Senate. It is our uh, first preview show for things to come at the Senate Theater in 2020 and then beyond. But uh, we're going to, the idea behind this is that we're going to preview all of our shows for the year and the whys behind them. And uh, so I'm a member of the film committee. We, I'm a member, we select all the films for the, for the uh, events at the Senate Theater throughout the year. And um, we have really good conversations at our meetings on the whys of we, we've selected this film. And I thought it would be a good idea to bring it to you, the audience, as to why we've selected these films. And our first film of the year is Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders of Mars. And our event starts at the Senate. And so I wanted to bring my guest, Zoe Viegas, who is a tarot card reader and community organizer in Detroit, and my fellow movie committee member, Lindsay Robillard, and uh, discuss why exactly we wanted to show uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders of Mars. Say hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so um, Zoe is not technically a member of the Senate Theater, but she is a loyalist, a Senate loyalist and a friend of ours and wanted to, and has a lot of reasons why she wanted to bring Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders of Mars to the theater. And so I would definitely wanted to bring her in and talk to her about why this film impacted her and why she wanted to share it with everyone else. So when we first met, and I think this is probably one of the first times we ever met, was when you brought this, this idea to us and uh, how when you first saw it, when you were younger, it impacted you such a great deal. Tell us about that. Um, so one thing is that um, I think Ziggy Stardust is single-handedly the most impactful cinematic experience of my entire life. And for me, I hold a lot of love for the Senate Theater, so that um, those two experiences being paired together um, seem to be just like the culmination of uh, everything that I love kind of uh, bursting with sparkle and personality. And I don't know. Anyway, so the first time that it showed was the anniversary of uh of Ziggy Stardust when it was released at the Detroit Film Theater and it was something that was sold out and they had to have um a second showing even to accommodate uh it was standing room only it was like watching the performance in 1973 people showed up in droves and they were in their um most outrageous clothes and it was at a time where um, I was an adolescent, and that was just hugely influential. I was a big Bowie fan, even from uh, a young age, from 11 and 12 years old. And however old I was when that came out... It's 2003. 2003. However old. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Adolescent. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it was... It was uh, I was a big glam fan. I was a big Bowie fanatic, and uh, it was just amazing to see just the freaks and the weirdos and the outcasts, um, all the people that you had seen around the city in one place and how universal the experience of David Bowie was. So that was the reason why I approached Senate Theater and asked if we could ultimately just capture that moment again um, this time David Bowie had passed and I thought it would be a, a great way to honor him and that is why we have our Stardust at the Senate event at the time that we have it it is in between his death day and his birthday so it is truly a celebration of Bowie the whole day will be we have a whole bunch of stuff going on Lindsay tell us about some of the stuff we have going on yeah so we the obviously the highlight is uh 
hundreds of Detroit's best dressed Bowie fans pretending like we're at a 1973 Ziggy Stardust tour mm-hmm. concert, right? <laughs> so, which is really fun. Um, but we have decided to, to expand the event and we invited local artists who were inspired by David Bowie to submit their artwork. So Nick's helped us curate a really fantastic art show. We have a lot of great artists. Um, Blight Hernandez, Loki Gregory, a lot of local artists who were inspired by Bowie who made Bowie pieces and continue to make Bowie pieces, frankly. They keep submitting them and said, look what else I made. Can I bring this too? Can I bring this too? Exactly. <laughs> so that's going to be a great part of the show. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to have, I think it's one of the artists uh, has re- reimagined some old boring busts as Ziggy Stardust. Oh, and those are going to be our best embodiment of the Spirit of David Bowie Awards. It's not a costume contest. Right. The best embodiment. Of the spirit. You don't have to look like Bowie. you got to feel like him. Right. Uh, we've got other special guests, too, coming. We do. We have Carrie Lauren, who is a founding member of Destroy All Monsters. And I think in 2015, he won the Kresge Arts um, award and he's a underground curator at the Mike Kelly's mobile homestead for the MoCAD Museum and he's a huge Bowie fan and so from 2016 when I first started trying to organize an event honoring David Bowie um, I reached out to Carrie Lauren and we were going to collaborate on something and so it's good that he's going to be involved this year because he's a huge Bowie fan. The other thing is that um, Ziggy Stardust, in particular, there's a lot of Bowie fanfare that focuses on the other incarnations of Bowie. When you, th- when you see that there's a circuit that always shows Labyrinth or shows The Hunger, even, or um, other films, there's not much, um, there's, there really hasn't been much of a, of a, they haven't shown Ziggy Stardust that much. And and it's something that I think is especially captivating because it is a live concert footage and it's a particular era of David Bowie that um, where he is Bowie the rock superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not, and, it, and so his, his identity is always fluid, is always changing. But Bowie the rock star in 1973, and particularly with Mick Ronson, his guitarist, who was one of the greatest composers of the 20th century and one of the best guitar players and who died, still relatively unknown comparatively to David Bowie. I think that it's important to honor his memory as well. It's interesting when you say it like that, because when I was doing my research on this film, and I love the film, but it uh, is sort of panned a little bit by critics and audience members as almost like a found footage type of film like it's grainy it's dark it's hard to see it's almost as if the shots are i mean it's from the point of view of of an audience member so imagine being an audience member in a concert trying to film in 1973 the performance and yeah there's some backstage stuff which is extremely interesting but it's at the time and still it is panned for that reason like it's not you know the best of film quality and it took almost 10 years for it to be technically released worldwide it took yep. from uh let's see 1973 1983 1973 to 1983 they had a 79 film premiere at the edinburgh film festival which i i don't know if they had any others besides that but i think it was a one-time screening and then still took more years before yeah. it actually became available 
So I can talk a little bit about that. So one of the things that D.A. Pennybaker, the director of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, is known for, uh, he's actually better known for Don't Look Back, which is a Bob Dylan documentary. And the no, the name of the, the kind of film school that he belonged to and helped pioneer, really, in the United States is Cinema Verite, direct cinema. So before this, you know, before the 60s and some of the work he was doing, people made documentaries like, I'm going to film a thing and I will tell you about it in voiceover. Mm-hmm. And so what D.A. Pennybaker and his colleagues did, in addition to actually innovating the cameras, it's called synchronous sound. So you're taking the sound and the video is synced up. So that's some of the issues with the sound in the film. And that's why it took so long to get it finished was they were they were kept trying to tweak the sound and remastered it. And the version that came out in 2003 when Zoe saw it at the DIA was the final, like, the, like, best version of the sound. And it's still, like, not great, but it's also sort of like being at a giant-ass rock show. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Which so is it's, awesome it's its, its strength way. and its weakness in the it's same like way. It's like gorilla concert going. Yeah. It, it is. Um, so, and, and, and D.A. Pennybaker uh, passed away at the age of 94 this summer. So it's also a tribute to him this It is a in, tribute to him this as year. As well, and, and what he's achieved, even though this is... And it was underground, too, after it came out in 83. It had a lot of, like, uh, midnight screenings because it wasn't technically great, but that moment in rock history Mm -hmm. that was captured. Absolutely. I I believe Penny Baker didn't even know until the day before that he was going to shoot this film. (laughs) He he thought he was shooting Mark Bolin. He was shot Exactly. (laughs) He also didn't know who Bob Dylan was before he filmed Bob Dylan. (laughs) He had seen, what I read, he had seen Bowie the day before. And he was assigned to make like a short and uh, like a 20 minute short of the Bowie performance, obviously not knowing that it was going to be the final performance as Ziggy Stardust, because no one knew that besides Bowie himself and maybe a few others. But um, when he saw Bowie the night before as Ziggy Stardust, he's like, wow, uh, we need to shoot the whole thing. We And so part of the... Um, problems i guess or however you want to put it of the filmmaking was that we're talking 24-hour turnaround and you only had so many cameras um i mean i think i i might not be right on this but i think this is before like you had sound booth recordings so it wasn't like you were recording at the sound booth and you would match that up to the footage the cameras were recording the sound so it was the sound in 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 the um the hammersmith odeon right yeah Raw sound. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's all a very organic experience, and for the massive height of fame that Bowie reached, it still is a complicated story. Um, tracking down the film and and everything else, um, and just the way that you experience it in the theater is is like going to the concert, and um, and so yeah, we can focus on Labyrinth or The Man Who Fell to Earth and all these other films that, which frankly, I think The Man Who Fell to Earth is really boring. I oh. do too. <laughs> I do too. Um, I actually, I'll be honest that the only Bowie that I am a fan of is Mick Ronson era Bowie. That's my, so that's I why I am attached to in particular? In particular. I looked up the tour today, and I found out that uh, it was a long tour. He had toured mm-hmm. for two albums that tour, and he came to Detroit twice. In 72, he played at the Fisher Theater, and then um, in 73, he played at the Masonic two nights in a row, March 
first and second of 73, so that's pretty awesome. Also, an interesting thing, someone who attended the film last year uh, reached out to me and became a good a good friend of mine, um, he handed me, um, he framed a handbill from Fisher Theater from the Ziggy Stardust performance. Well, you got to bring that and put it up. Um, and it was, display. it shows the radio station that sponsored it, uh-huh. WABX, and it's presented by, the promoter was called Gemini. Oh, oh. that's the name of uh, Zoe's uh, tarot company. Yeah. Company? Is that yeah. Cultural organizing Syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> Syndicate. Syndicate. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I guess more about why you should come, even if you've seen Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, is it's our annual fundraiser. It's our first, it's our first, first annual fundraiser. But we're um, tickets are ten dollars. We're gonna have a bar. We've got DJs. Um, who are the name? The Jamie. Spiker and Blake Hill, who are two glam enthusiasts, and they're really awesome, and they're going to be DJing vinyl. Yep, so we have uh, vinyl DJs. We've got someone who's going to be playing Bowie on the Baby Grand in the Senate's Piano Lobby. Uh, After the show, we'll have in the auditorium music videos, and we're going to dim the lights in in the concession lobby for dancing with our DJs. We also have local artist Lenny Sinclair coming. Lenny Sinclair is an iconic rock photographer. She is a staple of Detroit's art scene. Not just rock, but jazz and all. She was around the entire 60s, 70s, 80s, and and now. And she also, I believe, won the Kresge. Probably. Kresge. She's going to be vending photographs from that era. And we're going to be inviting some audience participation, too. So if you were listening to this and you were at the show at the Fisher in 72 or the Masonic Temple in 73, think about what you remember from that experience. Because those of us who were too young for that. All of us here. (laughs) Which is everyone in this room. I would love to hear about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So about the fundraiser. There's a spare, there's a very specific reason for the fundraiser this year, and Lindsay, tell us about the reason. We are we're missing a marquee. The Senate Theater is on Michigan Avenue, Southwest Detroit. Tons of traffic, but the the marquee that has the the letters that tell you what's happening at the theater literally was falling off the building. So they had to take it down a few years ago, and it's no mean feat. So we've got an install date of March, uh, mid-March 2020, and at that point, our final payment of $57,000 is due. So all of the proceeds from tonight, from this event, are gonna go to getting that marquee up so we can share the really affordable, mostly family-friendly. Mostly. Very, very, very mostly. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got a late-night summer series you'll be hearing more about. Yes. so that we can share it with our neighbors. Absolutely. Folks who are like the Senate Theaters, this mysterious building that sometimes I hear haunting organ music coming out of. <laughs> and we'll get into that organ in a later show. We'll get into the history of the Senate Theater <laughs> in a later show. Those are all things we're going to touch on eventually. But start us at the Senate. We're going to screen Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders of Mars January 11th, Saturday. At, uh, doors will open at 7 p.m. There will be an art show going on from 7 p.m. to all night. Um, 8.30, we'll have a rock panel with... Carrie Lauren. Carrie Lauren. Lindsay um, and me. 
Yep. And Lindsay. <laughs> in our sparkliest. And um, Ziggy, Stardust, and the Spiders of, Ni- of Spiders from Mars will screen at 9 p.m. And then after party, party begins immediately after that. Party, party, party. Mm-hmm. Do we miss anything? Take us $10. $10, www.senatetheater.com. At Senate Theater on Instagram, Senate Theater on Facebook, follow us. That's it. Closing thoughts? Really excited. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs>